Shalom. We are so glad you're joining us on this episode of Our Hope. We created this podcast as a resource for followers of Yeshua, where they can learn more about Israel, the Bible, and the Jewish community. Together, we discuss Messianic apologetics, dive into Scripture, and hear stories from Jewish believers in Jesus. If you've enjoyed our podcast series, please consider supporting us at ourhopepodcast.com support. You could also help us by sharing this podcast on social media, talking about it with your friends and family, or by writing a review on Apple Podcasts. We are so grateful for you, and we hope this episode of Our Hope is both enlightening and encouraging. Welcome to Our Hope, a production of Chosen People Ministries. Here is your host, Dr. Mitch Glazer. Shalom in the wonderful name of Jesus, our Messiah. This has certainly been the most challenging and yet in some ways the most meaningful Passover Easter season my wife Sahab and I have ever experienced. As I'm sure you know, the Passover is the seedbed for the Lord's Supper and fulfilled all that the Passover foreshadowed in the book of Exodus regarding redemption and salvation. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus, our Messiah, celebrated his last supper, which was, in fact, a last Passover Seder. He demonstrated to his Jewish disciples that he was the fulfillment of all the longings and dreams of the Jewish people, all that they had imagined about the ultimate deliverance promised by God in the Old Testament scriptures. On that night, Jesus declared himself to be the bread of life as he identified his body with the middle piece of matzah traditionally broken, hidden, wrapped, and brought back, which is part of the Passover Seder. He portrayed himself as the Lamb of God whose shed blood redeems those who put their faith in his death on the cross. The entire message of redemption is presented in type in the Passover and fulfilled by Jesus at the Last Supper. It's as if the book of Exodus was sketched in black and white and the Gospel of Luke painted in four colors. Luke writes in chapter 22, verses 19 through 20, And when he had taken some bread and given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup, which is poured out for you, is the new covenant in my blood. Jesus is unquestionably the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, and the one whom Isaiah described in this way, in chapter 53, verse 7. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he didn't open his mouth. Like a lamb led to slaughter, and like a sheep silent before its shearers, so he did not open his mouth. I observed Passover with many friends of chosen people via video on Tuesday night and with my Jewish family on Thursday night. There were 40 of us on a Zoom call reading through the Passover Haggadah, which tells the story of the Exodus. Of course, my family does not yet believe that Jesus is the rest of the story, so please continue to pray that they might see that Jesus is our Passover. I really have a wonderful family. We also had a great Passover Seder with all its messianic fulfillment with my daughter and son-in-law, his parents, and my youngest daughter as well, each one in their own home, but all of us together via the internet. It was quite something until we tried singing one of the well-known Passover songs, Dayenu, which means that's enough. And it was, as believe me, it's not possible to have 40 people on a Zoom call singing anything together. But it was still a wonderful and joy-filled experience. 
The chosen people staff are all working remotely in the U.S. and globally. We're having amazing conversations, Bible studies, and web-based outreach campaigns. People are home, available, and open to spiritual solutions to the overwhelming problems we face today. I wanted to also let you know that Sahab and I are well and our kids are all safe and sound. We continue to be healthy, even though thousands around us in the greater New York area are sick and perishing. It just breaks my heart. This morning, I woke to a beautiful and sunny resurrection day to discover that the U.S. had crossed the threshold of 20,000 deaths due to the coronavirus and that the New York area accounts for many of them. In fact, the state of New York recorded just under 800 deaths again yesterday. It's very difficult to hold on to the rescue rope of social distancing and the various mitigation measures we've taken as a nation, as important as this is. For those of us who believe in Jesus, this Sunday today offers a better hope, a superior hope, as our greatest hope does not lie in our attachment to this world, but to our relationship with the one who conquered sin, death, and disease. He is the great physician who heals both body and soul and will one day remove the curse of sin from our world and wipe away every tear from our eyes. In fact, if there was one thing we can learn from Resurrection Sunday, is that life does go on. The disciples who approached the empty tomb saw that the stone was rolled away, but they didn't immediately believe Jesus had risen from the grave. They questioned the story told by Mary and the other women for a short time until he appeared to two disciples on the road to Emmaus and to the rest of the disciples later on. The truth is, Jesus rose from the grave. He conquered death. And even though it looked like his life had ended and all hope had ended, he actually would eventually establish what he came to do, the great Davidic kingdom, even though his disciples felt that it had crashed and burned with his crucifixion. Even though it now seemed that the disciples were alone in this world without their Savior and Lord, whose mission seemingly failed, the truth was actually quite different. Jesus had not failed. He succeeded. And though he died, he had also risen and was now alive just as the prophets promised. The resurrection is the testimony that the work of salvation was completed on Calvary, that the promise of the Holy Spirit to be with us throughout our lives is true, and that one day he would gloriously return. That's why Paul writes at the conclusion of 1 Corinthians 15 in verses 57 through 58, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus our Messiah. Therefore, knowing my beloved brethren, all of these things to be true, Paul adds, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. This passage guides and strengthens my life, hence kept me going in the face of family and community opposition, through tough times, and difficulties, and now even in a pandemic. It is this confidence in his resurrection and glorious return that puts a smile on my face today and every day, as I hope it does for you. Thank you for your prayers and generosity and very faithful support for your love and for your engagement with Chosen People Ministries and with our family. I pray that this resurrection day will remind you of the great hope we have today and tomorrow, as he has overcome the world.
And so together we say, He is risen. Risen indeed. Thanks for listening to Our Hope. If you like our show and want to know more, check out ourhopepodcast.com or chosenpeople.com. See you next time.